This is Citizens Gone Wild with Dr. George Zilbergel. And uh, so ends another week without my becoming unexpectedly rich. I can live with that. Let's go on. There are a number of things that I regard as um, fake news. And those are mainly things that are not mentioned here. Uh, things that need emphasis and are not emphasized. Uh, one is to keep take note that Trump has brokered peace deals. He's the only person that broker, has brokered peace deals in a long, long time. Now, it's true that uh, Obama and Biden have signed an agreement of sorts with uh, Iran, but I thought that was a bad uh, agreement. It gave uh, millions and millions and millions of dollars in cash to Iran. And by the way, I think I mentioned this, but it bears mentioning again, darn it. Who the hell uses cash in the millions anymore? You know who? Terrorists. Terrorists, surprisingly, don't take credit. And they don't use credit cards, uh, but they do use cash. But let's go on here before we become embittered. Uh, there has been a number of peace deals, uh, arrangements between different countries that have been going on now for a while with the Sudan, where they have not quite recognition, mutual recognition of Israel and the Sudan, but they do have a pretty good economic agreement, which is expected to turn into normalization of relations. There's normalization of relations with the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain, and uh, a few other countries seem to be on their way. It just should be mentioned, that's all. Um, one thing that needs mentioning here, because all of a sudden it's in the news, is the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has become a um, parallel legislature. Some have said that they have become the legislature because they can overrule the president, the Senate, the House, and anyone else out there, including the bureaucracy. This doesn't seem quite in line with what I learned about a Supreme Court. First of all, if you look at the Constitution, the, the other branches of the government are like fingers, and the Supreme Court is just your little pinky. It's only a few pages. They did not expect the court to pay this sort of a role. As a matter of fact, one of their complaints, one of the reasons they said they moved away from Britain and became an independent country was the court system and the way it was operating. The current court system, the British court system, they thought the government, the uh, government judiciary was just too powerful and was interfering in our lives here. Well, now the ultimate judge is a Supreme Court judge. And I don't think that was the way it was meant to be. I think Congress is meant to be the most important uh, branch of government. You could argue the presidency, but no one I know argues that this is what they thought would happen years ago when they wrote up the Constitution, that is, that the Supreme Court would become this powerful. And it's a funny thing how it operates. Uh, for a long time, it was the conservatives who were complaining the Supreme Court was too powerful, and they were making laws rather than interpreting laws. And they were basically getting away with murder, so to speak. And now that the conservatives have control of the court or seem to have control of the court, 
It's the liberals who have flipped and said, all of a sudden, wait a second, there's something wrong here. We have to do something to dilute the power of the uh, Supreme Court because we suspect they're going to make a lot of conservative decisions. And they talked about packing the court, which just means putting more judges on the court that agree with you or doing something else. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on this. Uh, Biden has said he's open to ideas, but I suspect Biden is more conservative than a lot of people think, and I don't think he'll go for packing the court. We'll see. President Trump has done a number of things that just don't get mentioned very much. And I think they don't get mentioned because they strike at the heart of the matter, which is Trump is supposed to be, in, according to the mainstream media, an idiot and incompetent and ne'er-do-well and so on and so forth. He is accused, President Trump has accused the school of extreme indoctrination. And there is extreme indoctrination going on on colleges, campuses. For example, sometimes it's done by just not having, forcing you to take certain courses. You used to have to take courses in Western civilization. Two courses. And what happened here? They disappeared. Some schools, some colleges and universities, you don't have to take any uh, courses in Western civilization, although you probably are obligated to take non-Western courses. Uh, non-Western um, subjects uh, for your uh, part of your uh, main courses, the, the, the core courses that everyone has to take, excuse me there. Um, but I dislike this a lot. Right now, if you go to college, you have to take courses in other cultures, but you do not necessarily have to take courses in Western civilization. The thing is, we are Western civilization. Western civilization was considered to be one of the two main reasons you go to college. One was to advance your career or to get a career. And the other was to learn about Western civilization so you would pass it on, that you would act as a guardian of Western civilization. I mean, what the hell is Western civilization? Western civilization is 99.9% .9 of the ideals that live in your head and hopefully in your heart. You want freedom of speech? That's Western civilization. You like trial by jury? That's Western civilization. Uh, what do you want? Uh, do you want to have a lawyer? That's Western civilization. You want freedom of press? That's Western civilization. And perhaps most important, or well, very important, is the idea you want to be treated as an individual, you don't want to be treated according to some secondary characteristic of being human, such as your skin color, your ethnicity, your gender, your race, where you're from, your religion, whatever. Well, then you want Western civilization. And not to teach about that, not to teach about your rights, which are the glory of Western civilization, is bizarre. And nowadays, you don't have to learn about Western civilization. And Western civilization, if it is taught, is taught as an aggregate of crimes, of oppression, of, of the crushing of the weak by the strong. And there have been in recent centuries many, many movements 
to usurp Western civilization, to go around it, to change it, to take away the rights to vote, the right to freedom of speech, and so on and so forth. So far, all of those ways of supplementing or um, destroying Western civilization have been defeated. For example, we defeated communists that wanted to defeat Western civilization. Trump is saying what is absolutely true, and you can find out if it's true by talking to your children when they come home for spring break, or if they're already there, make them a good meal and sit them down and ask them a few questions. Western civilization, and most importantly, the leader of the band of Western civilization, the United States, is constantly denigrated. Outside speakers come on the campus, they denigrate what's going on there. The, uh, the books uh, have more bad than good about Western civilization. And if you go to school now, you're likely to come away with the impression that it was the, the United States in particular and Western civilization in general that is responsible for most of the evil in the world and has been for several centuries. He has called our attention to this, except I don't think he got through to many people because um, most of the people on college campuses, if they have any sense at all, are the students are interested in men, women, and uh, baseball. But what they are taught is often what is left out, Western civilization. And if they are taught about Western civilization or the United States, they're taught that we are basically a den of thieves and, and moral cripples. Here's some good news. There's been a lot of trouble in the United States in coming up with rules that would stop these mass killings that keep going on relentlessly, whether small children, big children, in churches, in synagogues, and just all over the damn place. Uh, so far, the methods that have been advocated uh, have not been taken up or haven't worked. And the main message that's advocated by the mainstream media is take guns away. But well, we haven't done that, and my guess is we never will. Uh, but there are me other methods available, and they work. We can, <coughs> or at least the police can, and district attorneys can, disrupt the groups that get together online and eventually ending up killing innocent people. And there's a perfect example that just popped up out of nowhere. In uh, Michigan, two people tied to neo-Nazi groups are arrested. What were they arrested for? Intimidation uh, charges. It turns out if you threaten to kill people, that's called intimidation. It's against the law. And the police can arrest you for it. Even if they don't arrest you, if they just burst in and annoy you and tell you, look, we've got our eyes on you. If you do something, we know where to go. That will probably be enough for these little schmageggies. They don't seem very sharp to me at all. The latest one in Michigan wanted to kidnap the governor and put her on a boat in the middle of Lake Michigan. For what? Wouldn't you be spotted? Wouldn't you be killed or overcome by a commando? Anyway, we don't have to do this. We can just keep hopping on their backs and bitch slapping them until they stop doing this sort of thing. I think this works. We do have 
uh, laws that allow people to, the police to visit you under certain circumstances. You know, if you send out a uh, hundred um, email messages talking about killing someone, or you talk in a very radically racist or anti-Semitic ways, we can just find out who you are and use these laws called red flag laws to stop you. And I, I think they should use that a lot. And if you don't want to use that, you can use this. Did you know that unlawfully posting a message intended to threaten the victims is against the law in Michigan? That's right. They should have those laws in every single darn state. Here's one I never heard of before. Committing a felony while in a gang. That's great stuff because they can use it to grab hold of people. Again, even if they fail to convict, it doesn't matter. They disrupted these morons. And they probably won't do anything. Here's one. Use a computer to commit a crime. Committing a felony while in a uh, gang. Unlawfully posting a message intended to threaten the victims. That's not just one. That's three. Look at that. Unlawfully posting a message intended to threaten the victims. The point is you can pick people up and aggravate the hell out of them and disrupt them. And I'd like to see a ton of it going on here. And if they can do it in Michigan, we can do it anywhere. Great idea. And that, unfortunately, is fake news in the sense that people don't mention this. We can do this, folks. We have a method and we can get it passed because it doesn't partake of uh, taking away guns. You may say that's the best way. Well, that's terrific. But we can't get those laws passed. So you want to do something or not do something? What is your interest? Ideology or safeguarding the next group of little children? I'm with the kids. Here's something else he's done, which again is, is news that you may not have heard of because the news doesn't talk about the news. They talk about COVID and they talk about Trump. Fine, talk about COVID, talk about Trump, but talk about other things as well. President Trump signed an executive order extending Title IX protection on the U.S. Civil Rights Act to Jews on college campuses. Now, you may or may not know this, but Jews have been under ferocious attack, including threatening genocide against Jews, including saying, professors telling people that Jews are stealing, you can't make this up, Jews are stealing body parts for Muslims. That's what one of the professors at Rutgers says. At any rate, Jews have been on a ferocious attack, and they're called racist. They're, they say Israel is committing apartheid, uh, which is absolute nonsense. It's one of the most integrated countries in the world in the history of the world. But it doesn't matter because most people don't pay much attention. But if they see a sign, they might pay attention to this. And this makes life on college campuses extremely uncomfortable, um, in particular because Jews have not only been the target of genocide, they've been the um, recipients of genocide. Now, what uh, this does is it's very, very clever. Good people can be clever, too, you know. It says anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And we will not allow anti-Semitism on college campuses. Now, it doesn't really matter if they win or lose their case. 
the point is they can go to a university and force them to disrupt everything and spend money, time, and, and effort saying they're not anti-Semitic, they don't allow anti-Semitism, or, or, and this is what we really want, they, the Department of Education, Division of Civil Rights, can go to a college campus and say, look, we say you're anti-Semitic. You and I can both spend a fortune uh, talking about this, or you can just adopt a few measures that will change this, and we will no longer designate you as an anti-Semitic campus. And the schools will go for this. Um, a number of senators and congressmen, uh, nearly all Republican, by the way, have written to the Department of Education and said, we want you to investigate here. We want you to investigate there. The government can't act without a complaint. But if someone complains and says, we think there is bigotry there, the government will look into it and uh, aggravate the college plenty. And we already have agreements with all sorts of uh, colleges now, often the elite colleges, because often they are the worst sinners and have the greatest amount of anti-Semitism on their college campus. And yes, I'm going to talk more about this as time goes by. It's a beautiful solution to a difficult problem. People always say, what can I do? What can I do? This is what you can do. We'll see if Biden keeps it up. New York University just reached a settlement with the U.S. Department of Education Civil Rights Division over a complaint by a former student alleging anti-Semitic discrimination by university authorities. It goes on all the time. It has been going on all the time. Obama, Obama Biden didn't give a poop. Trump gives a poop. Um, I, I wanted you to take a look at Black Lives Matter whenever it springs up and, and do a little research here because um, they say they're not anti-Semitic, but they act in ways that are anti-Semitic. And uh, but, but the problem with them is there are actually a number of different groups gathered together by, uh, I don't know, ideology, I guess. And so what you blame one for, you, you might not be able to blame others for. What you should do is actually, it's worthwhile, I think, and it's fun. Uh, go on to their site and see what they have to say. I think you'll be surprised. When they know they are on camera, they say certain things. But when they think they're talking to their people, they say other things. They are, I think, bigoted against Jews and white people, not all of them, but a bunch. Uh, and you ought to keep an eye on that. I mean, if people are yelling at you and your family, uh, you ought to keep an eye on those people. Um, well, they're, they're going to have to get the Americans to change their values. For example, they think of themselves as global citizens. I don't. I think of myself as a American citizen, and I like it just fine. They often distort our history. Uh, they say that we should be noted for our slavery. And actually, white people of the United States, England, should be noted for eliminating slavery. And then without white people, you'd still have slavery, by the way. When slavery was being um, 
eliminated by the United States and uh, England, uh, representatives of various tribes in Africa went to Europe and said, listen, we, this is how we earn our money. This is how we earn a living. Uh, we want to keep trading slaves. Fortunately, in those days, the British were had all sorts of guts and courage and said, mm, you, where there'd be no more slavery. When we catch your slave ships, uh, we will free the slaves and, if necessary, kill the sailors. And they did it, and slavery disappeared, mainly, except for Muslim countries. By the way, Black Lives Matter, when I went on to their site, the Phoenix Division, they said, no more imperialism, Zionism, and the military-industrial complex. And they have the hashtag, defund Israel. God, this reminds me of when the computers first came into widespread use and these nerds who would be sitting in their attic um, typing to other nerds also sitting in their attics, although sometimes their basements, uh, would come up with words that made them sound powerful. By the way, on college campuses have become the least free part of our universe, our, our country. It's remarkable. In one year, well, you had a number of uh, speakers shattered down. These are just a couple of places where it happened. A guy named Milo, who's a, kind of a clown figure, was shouted down at UC Berkeley. Protesters at the University of Michigan shouted down the president of the university. Uh, by the way, if there's ever a contest for the most cowardly people in America, always be sure to put down any university, the name of any university near you. Bunch of twerps. Uh, and shut down the president of the university. Ridiculous. Liberalism is white supremacy. And uh, Black Lives Matter protesters shouted that and shut down a ACLU free speech event. This was at the College of William and Mary. It was another event. Uh, where the hell was this one? Oh, they shut down at UCLA an event on civil discourse and hate speech. <laughs> they shut it down by shouting. And the authorities went along with it. I mean, in the old days, they would have just been smacked in the mouth with a two-by-four, or the police would have been called, and you wouldn't have seen these people for a few weeks. A guy named Charles Murray was shouted down at, let's say, University of Michigan. You notice these are not schlepper colleges. These are top-of-the-line places that are the most cowardly. By the way, you also found that in Nazi Germany that the uh, easiest place to shut down were the elite universities. And that's where free speech was first shot down, by the way, in the uh, University of uh, Berlin and other places like that. Here at Berkeley, protesters demanded firing of a professor because they had worked in the Bush administration. Uh, let's see, here is Columbia. Columbia is one of the most shut down places of all. Protesters disrupt anti-immigration speech by a guy named Tommy Robinson. Uh, they just disrupted it. Oh, I see. He was the founder of the Anti-Islam English Defense League, whatever that may be. But the point is, they shut him down. And the, the uh, administration did nothing. Cowards, cowards, cowards. Yeah, here's a speaker 
who was arrested, he, his speech is called It's Okay to Be White. And he was shouted down at, let's see here, uh, he was shouted down at some goddamn place, I know that. Um, University of Michigan, I guess. Uh, at any rate, he was, uh, listen to this. He was arrested and escorted out of the auditorium for speaking. He was arrested. God, such cowards. And again, this is exactly where the cowards were located during the Nazi takeover. It was in one school, not one that stood up to the Nazis, and apparently there's not one school that would stand up for our Nazis, stand up against our Nazis. Um, uh, Portland State University, a fired engineer. Uh, the, the protesters attacked the sound system, oh, but failed to shut down uh, an event with a Oh, a Google engineer who stood up for free speech at Google and had been fired for that reason was working at the University of uh, Portland State University, and they got mad at this sound engineer. Here's another thing. Lewis and Clark, a woman named Christina Hoff Summers, had her speech disrupted and shut down. Duke students interrupted the president of Duke University. I mean, these are good schools. Well, we know one thing for sure. If you're looking for free speech advocates, don't go on a college campus. Here's something that's kind of fake news. Trump has been the first president to stood up to uh, China. It'll be interesting to see if Biden becomes president, if he stands up against China. I have my doubts. Thanks to Trump, China's Huawei uh, company is dying. That's their top electronics company. That's the one that's uh, rushed in first before us into the 5G competition, the supply thing, uh, equipment, if you want it for 5G, which is, just means it's the fastest internet out there. But it's important for people. And whoever dominates that may well dominate the, uh, the economic world in the future. At any rate, Trump jumped into this crazy fight, and he seems to be winning. Huawei needs our computer chips. They need massive numbers of quality computer chips. We make massive numbers of quality computer chips. And Trump said, you won't sell to them. It would be very interesting to see what uh, Biden does with this. And uh, they're mad, in a mad scramble. But meanwhile, they're uh, losing in the race there. By the way, if you work in New Jersey and you want to work as a doctor, a nurse, a cosmet, what the hell are these people who put on makeup? Cosmetologist, nurse, doctor, whatever, and you hear illegal, no worries, my friend. Um, the governor of New Jersey, uh, Phil Murphy, a very, very, very liberal guy, has said you can work here. You're here illegally, and we don't give a shit. You can work here. If you think there's competition for your job now, you wait till Biden legalize everyone who's here illegally. 
Plus, everyone is going to be coming here illegally because you don't find such schmucks available all around the world. Only some countries are dumb enough to uh, let you come in illegally and practice your profession or field. And if you don't have your profession or field, you can still practice here. No end of competition for working people. No end. Um, this is an interesting comment. Those who are abandoning Trump are doing so because they place most of the blame for the state of the country on the president. Those who are sticking with him are driven by an even deeper scorn for the president's detractors. That's interesting, I think. The, the president's, the people who have scorn for the president's detractors care more about, about this race than other people do. President Trump, President Trump, meanwhile, could have solved the problem of medical care in a single sentence. And medical care is damn important to people, especially when they're laid off from work. He could have come out and with a single sentence put the Republicans in charge of the um, uh, medical care issue and made them damn popular because of it. Here's the single sentence he should have said. I am for Medicaid for all with the federal government paying 100%. That's it. Right now, the federal government, by the way, pays 90% of Medicaid, which is uh, basically uh, medical insurance for working people who don't make much money. Right now, there are 14 states that refuse to take Medicaid because they have to pay 10%. I think they're a group of jackasses, but nonetheless, and in democracies, jackasses also have some power and have their some say. He could just come out and say, I'm giving free medical care to poor people. I'm going to make it so they get medical care, dental care, mental health care, all sorts of care. And we will pay for all of it. And, and if the governors don't go along with it, I'll set it up in the, in the post office. There's no use dealing too long with idiots. Medicaid will provide all medical services, basically for people who work but don't earn much money. Um, the, the, the news is so hot and heavy regarding the universities because the universities have become so corrupt. But I think that's enough bad news. Important point is, I'm not in jail. You're not in jail. I'm not in a mental hospital. You, you may not be in a mental hospital. Neither of us are in a grave. And so it's a very good day in which you cut the god darn complaining. Here is something that I wanted to say to you people. This is a story of 11 people hanging on a rope under a helicopter. Ten men and one woman. The rope was not strong enough to carry them all, so they decided one had to leave. This happened. Because otherwise, they were all going to fall. Then they weren't able to choose that person. But then a woman spoke up. She said she would voluntarily let go of the rope. She's used to being treated badly by men. She can take it. She's used to giving up everything for her husband or children or for men in general. She is used to making sacrifice with little in return. And guess what happened? The men took it up on it, and they were so enthusiastic, they started clapping. 